This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nancy and Andres, and today we've got some topics to talk about, Some two pretty big topics, one of which I'm definitely, I've definitely got a lot of thoughts on my plate that I'd like to dish out, pun intended, so let's get started here today. First thing we're talking about, uh, Sony decided to drop a brand new Red Band trailer for Craven the Hunter which is hitting theaters this fall. This is their, like, latest installment in their, like, Sony-verse with, like, you know, Venom um, and Morbius, I guess. <laughs> if that's still a thing. Um, so we got our first peek at the movie, which stars Aaron Taylor-Johnson as the titular, would you call him an anti-hero villain? I, I don't really know how to describe Craven the Hunter. I, I think, feel like he's been a bit of both. <laughs> no, I no, I think in the comics is he's very well defined as a villain. Yeah, Sony yeah, just hopes... Villain. Yeah, like Sony hopes that we have never read the comics or that we don't know what the word anti-hero is. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking where we're going with this and Craven. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that kind of already kind of naturally leads into our thoughts on this trailer. Let's start with Nancy. Do you, did you know who Craven the Hunter is at all or are you going in blind? No, I feel like I always go into these blind. Like I've, I've never I read any comic books, <laughs> but I do enjoy the movies. Um, yeah, watching this. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, stupid. <laughs> gets attacked by a lion and gets his powers that way. Dumb. He can control animals. It's like Aquaman. Is that how he got his powers in the comics? No! Okay, no. that's what I thought. Okay. What I, thought. <laughs> I feel better now. Because <laughs> like, I thought he stupid. was just like in the, in the comics. I just thought he was like uh, like a really good hunter. <laughs> just like, he's... He, he's he, he's a really good hunter who's juiced himself up with controlled substances. That's okay, see, all that, I, I can like say. That, no, I feel like that's better than getting magical like, blood from a lion. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, like, do you mean like steroids or like some like, weird like Spider-Man thing where it's like a weird chemical oh, he like injects some shit? I don't know. Ster- steroids and me- mystical jungle elixirs as well. Yeah, well, okay. we're not getting that here, people. It's magical lion no. juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel better now that I thought that was dumb as fuck. Yeah, so, I thought it was yeah. dumb as shit as well. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, that's stupid. But definitely watching the Red Band trailer, it's uh, like, I was like, oh shit, he just bit someone's nose off. So that portion of it, I'm excited for because it's going to uh-huh. be a really good action and gory, and that part looks good. Um, I really do enjoy Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, so ever since Kick Ass, and I feel like I haven't really seen him in much since then. So it'd be you, nice you didn't to see, see him. Right oh, that's right, he is in that. I forgot about that. Boom. Yeah, but it's not really yeah. like a superhero in- action. What well, is action? But it's nice. to see Well, him he's also um, he's also Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. <laughs> but but we all try to forget about that, so yeah, I don't blame I think you. We all forgot about that. One. Do we really want to put that on his resume? No. He liked to. He did it. <laughs> he, did it. <laughs> he put Craven yeah. on his resume now. I don't think he cares. Yeah. <laughs> so we shall see. So yeah, the action portion of it I'm excited for. Like I said, crazy shit going on in terms right. of the gore level. So that's pretty cool to see that. But we shall see about these weird lion powers. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for you it's kind of like an eh, we'll see. Is that is that what, yeah. is that what we're getting here? Okay. So yes. eh, we'll see. All right. Um Andres, how about you? <laughs> Alright. Honestly, this whole Sony villain verse or spider spider villain verse is 
I don't know. It's very hit or miss for me. I really disliked the first um, Venom movie quite a bit, and it's one of those that's so bad it kind of grows on you with how terrible it is. It's a fun watch, and, baby. It's a fun but, watch. But, but it's, it's, it's gotten a lot more fun with time, and I actually really enjoyed uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like like far superior sequel, but Morbius completely took all that good Oof. faith and Oof. flushed it right down the drain. <laughs> you mean you don't but, love that it's Morbin time? <laughs> oh, no, no. Remember when, when they released the most... it because they thought that that whole it's Morbin time movement meant people wanted to keep seeing it? Remember that? <laughs> no, it was a meme, guys. It's a meme, Sony. People don't want to see these solo movies. I mean, but honestly, from judging from everything about the trailer... Uh, you know, it's it, 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 it's not the Craven the Hunter that I grew up reading, yeah, which, you know, some people would be like, well, you know, let go of the past, you know, embrace this new thing and stuff like that. But it's hard to really do that when Craven's Last Hunt, which is an amazing Spider-Man arc, and it's probably one of the darkest stories in comics that we had today where Craven finally hunts Spider-Man and actually buries him alive and all that other stuff. And you're just like... Uh, Dang, we're never spoiler gonna... alert. You know what? For it's fine. Go read it. For decades. <laughs> <laughs> this has been out for hey, 30 years. I'm notorious for not getting things spoiled for me and still somehow, like, watching it later on and not having it spoiled. I'm just saying, I, but if I they mean, put I it in the movie. I don't know if you know this, Nancy. She's going to forget about but it. But the Wizard of Oz <laughs> eventually gets into Technicolor. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Spoiler. I'm just sure I'm Forget. I know it's been only a few years. Hey, I didn't have uh, the Avengers movie uh, ruined for me, and I didn't see it till it was like back out in theaters. Wait, so which Avengers movie? The first one? Uh, no, no, no. Endgame. Uh, Endgame. What? Okay, gotcha. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Good, good job, but Dodger. I mean, but overall, <laughs> overall with this trailer, I'm I'm kind of just okay on it. But truthfully, my expectations are so low, and I really kind of don't expect much. And especially with Sony kind of forcing a universe out of the villains, um, you know, it, it it is what it is. It's probably going to be a fun watch, but who knows? Who knows what we're going to get with this movie? I mean, Eric Taylor Johnson, he's he's fine, but you know. Again, it's not Sergei Kravinov to me. It's like, like you know, where he's got the hardcore accent. Like, I, I kind of feel someone watched Age of Ultron and was like, don't do an accent. And it's like, then why you cast Aaron Taylor Johnson? And why would you cast <laughs> Russell Crowe? <laughs> oh, my God. Russell Crowe, I mean, what is up with I mean, him? He has the same exact same accent. accent. For, for three movies in The Pope's Exorcist, uh, freaking Thor, Love and Thunder, and now this. Two separate universes. Oh, my God. Like, it's... Let the poor man be. Stop giving him these accents. No more. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe cast someone who's kind of Russian. You know who would have been great? Uh, you know, Peter Stormare from, like, e. yes. Constantine, who played, like, Satan Constantine. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the dude would be perfect. He'd be fucking awesome. Wait, I was getting confused. <laughs> Is Peter Stormare the, the one from Armageddon? Yes. He was like yeah. the crazy guy on the space I've shuttle. I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah. And he was also yeah. <laughs> in John Wick 2. He was like the opening scene of John Wick 2. Oh, man. Oh, Clearly yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. He's the it's guy like, that everyone like, knows his face, but no one knows his name. It's just a shame. Wh- a wh- whenever, whenever you see him in the movie or when you see him smiling, you're like, oh, he's a villain. <laughs> like, like, there's not been he's a so single great. movie. I love him. Yeah. Um, he was yeah. also great in Until Dawn. So there we go. There you go. Um, but yeah, I'm, in like, I'm really in the same boat as you guys. It's... 
it's very, it's I feel like these movies it's like they are like lost in a time capsule. They genuinely feel like they're from like the early 2000s like before Hollywood kind of figured out how to make a superhero movie like genuinely good where it's just like it looks so cheesy. It looks really cheap too. Like it just looks like a cheap fucking movie. Um and like the action sequence is like I don't think this movie needed to be R. I really don't think it needed to be R-rated. It's very clear, like, the violence feels kind of forced. It kind of feels like a gimmicky tactic to get people in theaters. Like, Venom should have been R-rated. I feel like that, they made it clear. It in was. Movies. Well, it was until... You know, it, it was. was it. Yeah, it, it, it was it, until it was. wasn't. Yeah, it was until it wasn't, which just was a bummer. Um, and it's just very yeah. clear watching. It's like Sony's trying to, like, m- retroactively fix that, but with the wrong movie. Like, the violence yeah. doesn't really do much for me here. Like it's just weird that this character is supposed to be Russian, yet he's talking like an American, and it's just like very off-putting, and like definitely not the Craven I grew up with. Like for me, like my sweet spot Craven is like the Craven from like the uh, animated series in the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> well, like that's my Craven. I love that Craven. That's the kind of Craven I wanted to see. And even in the upcoming Spider-Man game, they just released gameplay footage from that, say. and Craven looks perfect in that trailer. I was like, that's the Craven I want. This is not the Craven I want. This is just like. If a male model decided he really, really wanted to eat meat, like, <laughs> like, that's, like, like that's the best way I could put it. It's just like, yeah. how many shots of Aaron Taylor Johnson's abs do we need to see before, like, we I get I feel like it would be, like, a decent movie if it wasn't a Marvel movie based off of, like, this character. Like, it would be a movie like, oh, that seems like a fun action movie, but not like a great maybe. movie. But, like, it's just, I don't know. It seems wild. Like, I don't buy Aaron Taylor Johnson as this character. Like, I like him as an actor. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a really solid actor. If you put him in the right role, I do not think this is the right role for him. Maybe the movie no. will change my mind, but I do not think he was right for this part. I know, you know, I think Sony saw him in Bullet Train and was like, that's what we want for Craven the Hunter. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, Russell Crowe is doing a goofy accent. The accent kind of looks cheap and... It just looks poorly done. It just looks like a really bad early 2000s movie. And maybe it'll be like one of those guilty pleasures. You know, maybe it'll grow on me kind of like those, you know, that first Venom film like it did with Andres. But this trailer's just not doing it for me. I just, I, I don't really like this villain verse, like you said. I don't, I'm not really loving this. Kind of we have Madame Webb coming out too. I mean, that I'll see because it has like two of my Hollywood crushes in it. I can't just ignore that movie, so. Yeah, I have to do. I have to. I have to do my due totally diligence. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, call, I mean, call, call out, call out your crushes. Who are they? Dakota Johnson and Sydney Johnson. Sweeney. Come on, they're beautiful. Oh, women. yeah, they're both. Dakota women. Johnson's an interesting one. Oh, she's uh, yeah. she's she's very attractive. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say why I'll be seeing that movie. I'm not really interested in that story all that much. Um, but yeah, it's a very mediocre trailer. Not really looking forward to all that much. Maybe it'll surprise me, but probably won't. Um, but anyway, moving on to the main event, the main course of this episode. Do you? Oh, really? Nancy looks like she wants Wait. to say something. Andres, does your cu- your mug have two different sides? No, it's just one. There's just one cup here. Okay, there we go. Why did you? No, you just switched mugs mid drink. Yeah, you you got it, Andres. You got it. Sorry, (laughs) I was just like, what the fuck? or, or is my cup traveling the multiverse right oh now? My God. I, mean, I for, was like, honestly, what is for, happening? For a minute, you almost got her. You almost got her for a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's two sides, right? Like one, okay, get it. Nope, two mugs. No, nope, there's you got, two got, mugs. You got got hard. <laughs> Just like the audience this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Do you have goodness. alcohol in one and like water in the other? Yeah, that is an amazing fisting. idea. Yep. Stay oh hydrated, but also yeah. very drunk. 
Yeah, you should have done that. All right, can we pause the stream real quick while I go fill up this entire Venom mug full of vodka, please? Sure. Do you need it to talk about this movie? Yes. Who knows? Let's see. Um, But yeah, speaking of which, which, uh, the main event of this episode, we're going to be talking about The Flash, DC's latest film starring Ezra Miller from director Andy Buschetti. This is the latest in the DC universe that's still kind of like leftover from, you know, the Snyder DCEU, if you will. Um, Came out in theaters this past week and didn't do so hot at the box office, unfortunately. So we're going to be delving into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you're probably going to want to avoid this episode for now until you do see it. Then come back and watch or listen. But let's talk about The Flash, people. Let's talk about our general thoughts and we'll dive deep into spoilers. Let's start with Andres. What did we feel about The Flash? Oh, boy. All right. Going uh, going into this, this was probably my most anticipated movie of the summer because – The Flash is one of my all-time favorite characters. Ever since I was a kid, I've always dreamed about watching um, a Flash movie. And not necessarily just a character that just runs fast. Like, the whole time travel aspect of it all. The whole, like, we never got a movie that fully exploited his powers. Not even with, like, Days of Future Past or not even with, like, Quicksilver and the X-Men. Like, it's, it's completely separate characters, but I feel that... Flash is kind of special in his own way, and just the idea of getting his own movie was always exciting to me, and again, with all the word of mouth you heard about this before the movie came out, I mean, oh, like, real. with James James Gunn calling it one of the best comic book movies of all time, and, like, it's it's one of those where, where I, I was cautiously optimistic, I was just like, you know what, I'm... Uh, cautiously optimistic and I was looking forward to it and then when I finally came out of it it was just uh, I had uh, like like I remember when the credits were 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 done and I was like okay I liked it I liked it and then immediately as soon as it started sticking into me I'm like why did I like it though and then I started thinking about it more and more and more and then the movie actually got down even lower the more I thought about it and the more Andy Muschietti makes stupid comments about the CG being intentional yeah, with on, a $250 million on. budget. And then that like threw my rating a little lower because I'm like, listen, don't try to get me. All right. Don't try to say that that's intentional. That's always been a problem with you. All right. You go look at any one of the it movies. There's always a really great moment. And then it's punctuated by a weird CGI choice and the needle drops Oh, goodness. And granted, granted, those are like my biggest gripes with it. Overall, I thought it was a rental at best, but some of the moments kind of just didn't didn't land with me as much as I thought it would. The return of Keaton was just fine. And uh, I'll tell you, the biggest disappointment for me was Sasha Kale was so underutilized and she was fantastic in this movie. And with the idea that we might not get her back, it's so disappointing to me. But more than anything else, you know, I bought I bought the Barry Allen stuff. I bought most of it, but I don't know. They, 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 there were certain moments that were just very weird in terms of a screenplay and in terms of just the overall arc of the movie. But yeah, it, it kind of disappointed me in the end, dude. And honestly, this is just a... A high, a high rental for me. So that's about it. Okay. How about you, Nancy? Tom turned into the cat for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, we got another multiverse. 
That's your superhero power now, Tom. You're encanto. But no, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it, but it definitely was like, wah, wah. Um, a lot of the jokes just did not land for me. I think there were only like two moments where I actually laughed out loud. Um, the CGI definitely is not good. I feel like, you know, there's a way, which of course we'll get into in a second, but when he is traveling back in time and he's in that bubble looking at everything, I feel like there's a way to make it where it's not, um, how do I put it? it? It looks like a different dimension or something like that without making it look cheap. Cause it just looked like a bunch of Sims characters, like walking around. It didn't look good. Um, even with <laughs> Affleck in the beginning, like he didn't look good either. It just was really bad. Um, to me, you know, they use a metaphor of like with the spaghetti. Uh, that's what this kind of felt like was just like a hot mess of things like jumbled together that didn't really flow. It just felt mm-hmm. very clunky. Um, I will say I do disagree with the Michael Keaton portion of it. I thought for me, I was like, well, they already introduced him in the trailers. It's not going to be that exciting, especially when they, you know, show him in the first scene. Where he's first introduced, I was like, eh, okay, it's kind of flat. But as soon as I saw him in the Batman suit and we got his first scene, I was like, never mind. I'm still excited for this. You know, so I really loved all the Michael Keaton stuff. And I think um, with him, I think all of that stuff looked really good. Um, Ezra Miller, I think, did a good job. Uh, however, I will say there is one line that they put in the movie that was so cringe to me. I was like... I I know timeline wise of what has happened in real life. Maybe it, you know certain things became before other things, but I was just like, why would you ever put that in the movie if it means what I think it means? And we'll I'll get into it later when we go into detail. But yeah, overall it was fine. It was right. entertaining, but it wasn't it wasn't something I'll probably will revisit. Gotcha. Um, I feel like for me this was. A massive disappointment. Um, yeah, I, I, especially with like the word of mouth, I wanted to love this movie. I wanted it to be um, amazing, considering how much praise has been heaped on it. Um, but I walked away feeling very, very um, just disappointed and just kind of like confused as to why so many people love this movie. I, I, I genuinely don't understand. I just feel like it just falls completely flat for me. Um, I think that it has some good qualities. I think there's some good performances in there. It has like one cool action sequence. Um, very early on, right? Yeah, pretty early <laughs> on. And then it just kind of like all goes downhill. Um, but for the most part, like a lot of it just didn't work for me. I think Flashpoint's one of the coolest comic book stories and I feel yes. like they didn't do it justice. Uh, I felt like it didn't have the emotional punch it should have. I don't think it explored the concept in ways that uh, the comics did and in the ways that other adaptations of that story arc have. It just felt very like, just it felt like it was very safe in a lot of ways. Um, I feel like Michael Keaton as Batman, it was fun to see him back as Batman, but ultimately it felt more like it was the return of CGI Michael Keaton than it was the return of Michael <laughs> Keaton's Batman. I mean, it's just, you see Michael Keaton, that's fun, but then once Batman's there, it's just like a rubbery dude. <laughs> 
just a rubbery he's dude. He's old, Tom. Well, I, I don't give okay. a shit. You're gonna, <laughs> I, don't I feel care. like I'm, I feel like you guys are gonna hate me for this, but Put I feel like double. I kind of liked him being like because everyone gave him such shit for that suit and like him not even be able to turn his neck and shit. So I thought that was hilarious. Which, where he's like, I, they're gonna have him fight in this fucking suit, and I love it. As cheesy as it is, yeah. I still love it. But 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 I love the fact that they do call out the fact that um, he can't turn his head the moment that uh, Young Barry is wearing the retrofitted yes. suit, and then he's looking at him, and you're like, "Oh God, that it's looks all, terrible." Like, moved and like not on his face, right? I thought that was funny. Oh yeah, I, I thought that was a great joke, and then oh my God, and then the joke. Uh, well, we could talk about that later then, but yeah. <laughs> sorry, we'll let Tom finish his thought. Sorry, Tom. Uh, it's just it, the movie's a big sigh. <laughs> me like i just feel like um it just i I left it i was like well that sucked like it's just like i I genuinely like i feel like i rather watch an aggressively mediocre movie than one that's like really just bad or just super disappointing because going to the movies and being disappointed by a movie that had the potential to be so cool and so much fun was just a huge bummer um i love sasha callia supergirl like andre said super underutilized wanted to see much more of her um, I think Ezra Miller, I think they're good in the movie as the Barry we know as this twin fuck that iteration of Barry. It was the most annoying, oh gosh, like, I grating, to say that. Yes. most oh. annoying, grating thing ever. It just like anytime that version of Barry was on screen, it just, it was like nails on a chalkboard and I just wanted it to be over as soon as yeah. possible. He's 18. I will, He's not like, it was like an annoying nine-year-old and it's like, why are like, we getting this like even, childlike? Like, yeah. like, I don't care that the movie was meta about it. It's like, oh, is this how I am really? It doesn't change the fact that that character is so fucking annoying. <laughs> Yes, oh I will. But, but but I will say to all to all his credit or, or their credit. Sorry about that. To their credit, um, I thought they actually did a great job of selling me on the idea of these two characters being completely separate entities. And never once did I question that those two characters were in the same room at the same time. Yeah, there, was which, some, there was some bad no, CGI face replacement here and there. <laughs> but, 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 but I bought it more than all the stuff that happened in the... Yeah, I'll, I'll give you what, that. What is it called? What, what do they call it again? They don't call it the cosmic treadmill. It's the fucking cosmic treadmill, guys. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember what they called it. The first time they did it, it was pretty cool. <laughs> but then, mm-hmm. then they kept doing it. I was like, okay, now this looks really cheesy. It's like this was yeah. really bad. It looks like a fucking hamster in a fucking in a wheel. <laughs> oh, Pretty <yeah>. much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can talk spoilers a little bit, a little bit more if you want to. Um, there's just there's definitely some big issues I had with this movie, so yeah. I'm curious. Okay. Okay. go Mar- bad and then good. <laughs> Let's we'll yeah. try to end on a good. Note. We'll try to end on some positive right, notes, right. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Mine. <laughs> okay. Was- I, well, because I think we have a similar one. The line that they have him say about mental health and, oh, you know, they should really have, like, mental health, blah, 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 and, like, the Justice League isn't really good at that, like, oh, I should know, or something like that, was just so cringe to me because it's like, you all know what has been going on in their personal life oh. and things that have been going on, like, outside of the movie and to me it was like i don't know if that was supposed to be a wink at like real life things or if it was just happenstance that it was in there but i was like guys like you, you should have like taken it out of the fucking movie like to me it was just like ugh. 
Like, especially after everything that has been going on, it was just like, probably should not be in there. I didn't like that at all. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So you had a different one than I did. The, okay. the one, the one that I had was when he's debating about knocking his younger self out and making him forget. And he's like, what should I drug him? And it's like, do you not remember what, e- what Ezra Miller is being accused of right now of yeah. like grooming and drugging a young woman? It's like, guys, wh- what are we Tom doing here? Tom took a long sip for that one. <laughs> it was like, that was my reaction. <laughs> do you think she's noticed yet, Andres? I, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see how long it's What could she have possibly have noticed? Nothing. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you when you're Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't even think about that stuff. I was trying not to. I was trying to separate what was going on in their real life compared to the character in the movie and just try to enjoy the movie as much as I could. So, I mean, I guess that one hit you guys over the head a little bit more. I was just kind of trying to, like, disassociate myself from that situation to try to at least enjoy the movie, but didn't work. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, 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 okay, so if we're talking about problems that we have specifically with the movie itself... All right, I'm going to go right back from square one. Okay. Um, the CG in the very beginning the with the flying... The b- terrible. Yeah, yeah, the flying oh, babies. The babies. Looked, oh, my God, that was... Creepy. Oh, that oh. was awful. It's too much. Like, why are... No. And, and, it's, and it's one of those things where watching, watching this... Or, sorry, watching the Snyder Cut right before watching this movie... And knowing what Snyder did in order to portray um, the the stillness of time and the dilation of it, where it wasn't just fully CG. It was, I mean, the the characters, the human characters or the people in the scene were all shot practically. They were just shot at a very high frame rate, and then they sl- and then they slowed it down essentially. And then it, it gives you the perception of this character getting caught in like a very fast pace. You could have done that with maybe a baby head or something like that and just done face replacement. But what they opted to do was so creepy and it was so cringe right off the bat. And that just, I, I, I don't understand why anytime I talk to somebody about that opening, everyone just goes, Oh, but it's like a justice league unlimited episode. I'm like, I watched justice league unlimited and okay, great. You get Gal Gadot back, you get Ben Affleck back, you get everybody in there, you know, helping out Batman in the very beginning, which I thought was pretty cool. But the flash stuff on his own was kind of very weird and very awkward. And to me, uh, like I wanted to, enjoy, I enjoyed the sequence for what it was, but I think it could have been cut out and it wouldn't have hurt the movie at all. I think that was honestly yeah. the only action sequence I actually enjoyed in the movie, despite the CGI. I was yeah. like, despite the babies. Yeah. Despite the babies, <laughs> just because like, it felt like the most like flash, like action sequence where it was like goofy. Mm. It was high mm-hmm. stakes. It felt like the character, like I know what they were going for. I mean, despite the terrible CGI, like it felt like, a flash action sequence and it was it was fun yeah. and i was like okay maybe this will be a fun time which which they set up in the very beginning of the movie that he has the caloric intake that he needs to power himself up oh yeah and and and, and then they just drop it go <laughs> yeah it, 
They, they just, they, there's so many plants that they don't pay off. Like, the genius thing I thought that they did later on in the movie was they established that Barry was in Metropolis during the during all the events of Man of Steel, mm -hmm. and he actually tried saving people, and I thought they were going to pay that off by like, oh, you know what? He's going to go back to Metropolis, and he's going to save everybody that Superman basically was responsible for the death for, mm -hmm. or at least try to minimize the casualties and then not only would that have made an overall arc for Barry as a character but it would have made something more forgiving about that ending in Man of Steel where people's biggest complaint was the lack of caring or the lack of the, the lack of um uh, the, the the lack of the lack of the attempt to not cause so much collateral damage if you will but you know apart from again like i'm saying there's so many pay plants that they could have built off of and it just kind of felt like it was just a whole bunch of empty promises at the end of the day but uh, i mean again I, I don't know if you guys disagree with me on that or if i'm just or if I'm just hoping for a better movie no, here. I, I think there is a lot of things that just didn't have payoff. Or they try to fit too much in one movie. It's like it just didn't make sense. Like I said earlier, like it was the jumbled spaghetti mess. I'm just like, yeah. you're doing too much. Even in the beginning to have Gal Gadot in there, like it, she was in there for five seconds. Like, yeah, Fucking it was cool. Whoa. But like, <laughs> yeah. why? It was like, just like, okay, great. Yeah. She showed up for five seconds. That was like, meant to get like a pause is, from is the it? audience. It absolutely didn't. I got like the most yeah. muted response. People were like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Dude, oh, dude. Like, why? Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984 like, destroyed her, like, goodwill. Yeah, yeah. and that, now Gal Gadot has been regulated to nothing but just cameos in yeah, movies now. The and no one's. Row where she's out of cameos. No, third. Third? What was the one before Shazam, Shazam? Fury of the Gods. No, oh, I haven't yeah, seen Shazam, that yet. Shazam, Flash, what was Thanks. the third one? Uh, Fast X. Oh, well, that's no. not Wonder Woman cameo. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's another Cal, Gal Gadot cameo that they were hoping was like a yay, fuck, fuck yeah moment where it's just kind of yeah, like, oh, like, okay, oh, great. Here we we're go. back. Yeah. But, but hold on. But, but, in or, but in order to like, again, so many people are like, well, you know what? If you nitpick the movie enough, you'll find enough problems with it. But the problem is for me, when you start gathering them all up, they really build up to just basically feeling like an incomplete movie or like a movie yeah. that's not satisfying. Uh, okay, so another another aspect I found pretty disappointing about this movie, why the hell was Kersey Clemens in the movie as Iris uh, West? She served no purpose, and then also on top of that, the chemistry between her and Ezra, no non-existent. Non-existent. And then Who's also sorry? just oh, the, the dialogue okay. they gave her, too. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I was even yeah, like, wait, yeah. Ooh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, the, the dialogue that they gave her too, where he's right outside of the courthouse. And he's like, "Well, it must suck that your dad's in prison, right? And that you witnessed everything." It's like, who the fuck talks that way, especially to somebody who's going through that? And then just, and then just the scene in the apartment was so cringe. Like, I just wanted it to all end. And I think the reason she's in this movie and they didn't cut her out is because. Warner Brothers got so much flack for cutting her scenes out of the Justice League that they were basically just afraid to do it again because had they cut her out, I don't think the movie would have suffered in the least. And it was just it was just really, really awkward and really brought down the movie. And I'm like, wow, I don't ever want to see these two ever together again, ever. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's fair. Yeah, they had no chemistry. I was not invested in yeah. that relationship at all. And it felt so weird when she like asked him out on a date. I was like, really? Because you guys have like no chemistry and he's been super weird and awkward around you. And like you've been kind of rude yeah. to him and very like insensitive too. <laughs> so like, mm, yeah, okay. I, I would never talk to her again. If some if somebody did something like that to me, giving his situation, I would have been like, there's the door. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, I just feel like the big issue I have with this movie is that I feel like none of the action sequences feel tactile at all. It just feels like a video game. Like it just like every action sequence, it's just like CGI against CGI against CGI. And I just, I, I check out, like I just, I just completely check out because it's just like even th that sequence early on where Ben Affleck is, you know, Batman and he's chasing down that car. It just looks so bad. Like it just looks like mm -hmm. a CGI PlayStation cutscene Batman chasing down a car. And it's just such a bad action sequence. And, you know, Andy Machete's a solid director, like for the most part, like those first two It movies, there's some great visual flourishes in those movies and some great practical stuff. And I was like, where is that? Where is that here? This just feels like a movie that kind of swallowed him whole as a director where like there's little touches of him. But for the most part, it just feels like he was a little bit out of his depth with a lot of these action sequences, which makes me very, very concerned that he's now confirmed to be the director of The Brave <sighs> and the Bold. Because now it's just like, I don't know how that movie's going to be if, if we're just going to get kind of more of this kind of style. Because if so, no thank you. Yeah, and and then also if we're gonna if we're gonna go even further on that, the needle drops as well too, which is another mach needle machete. drops never really bother me all that much. I know that like but gets it, under it, people's <laughs> skins, but I'm just like whatever, man. <laughs> for for, for me, like, whatever. No, no, no. For, for for me in particular, like some of the other ones during the action scenes, I was okay with. I, it was awkward during that last fight scene in the desert, but whatever. You need to make it more fun. But for me, when you introduce Michael Keaton's Batman and you have this punk 80s song playing in the background while it's all going down it it to me it just called so much attention to itself and it made it overly silly it was more of like a ha ha look at that old man as opposed to as opposed to like being like oh shit that's bruce that's bruce wayne and he's completely lost his edge like uh, it was just so strange and so awkward and for a movie that's and going on with the CG for a movie that has a price tag of two hundred and fifty million dollars and your big excuse is to say is that it was all intentional. No, no, don't 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 try to bullshit me, Andy Muschietti. That that's always been a problem with you. OK. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's calling him out. He's calling him right. out. No, but I think the main And also it's it breaking done. my heart that I can't it's breaking my heart that I can't I can't root for a director whose name is Andres and then who's also of Latino descent and I'm just like, yeah, no, no, no. I I, I don't like what he's selling me with this movie right now. Andres doesn't <laughs> claim him as one of our own. No. His bigger cards take it away. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I also um, think the ending was very clunky. Um, yes. Oh, sorry, Tom, yes. if you wanted to. No, 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 no. no. I'm, glad, I'm glad you said it. Um, yeah, it just didn't really make sense to me. It also was, you know, you the whole reason he gets pushed back and stays in the past is because you see this thing come at him and, like, push him to the side. And then <laughs> I was like, towards the end, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. I forgot about that. And then you find out that it's himself 
going in the future, but then like, I don't know. I was just like, this is too, too much for my brain right now. Like we need to simplify this way more for this ending. Like this is ridiculous. That I don't know how you guys felt about that. that I, mean, I, oh. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, no, I, no, I, 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 yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for it, Tom. God, we're too polite on this fucking <laughs> I, I, I've been, I've been I, talking, like I've been show, talking my head off so I feel much. Like, I feel like this show is perpetually us opening the door for each other and be, us just going, no, you go. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel you like, go. I feel no, like that go. is just the gist of every Little episode of the show. Call it. I think one of us just needs to be like, no, I'm going to fucking go. Um, <laughs> no, um, what was I going to say? No, I feel like it's clunky because it has all the elements where it could work. Like that scene in the grocery store toward the end where he you know uh says goodbye to his mom i I thought that scene like that scene works it's just that everything leading up to that scene was so clunky and so kind of half-assed that it doesn't have nearly as much emotional punch as it does i think ezra miller sells that scene i think it's a heartbreaking scene and it just made me think oh my god if the rest of the movie was this good man this would be a great freaking movie but i'm watching it i'm like this is just a great scene but this is just a scene and then it you know you know barrels toward a really clunky ending where you know he goes back to his reality but of course you know it's a little bit different and of course we have to talk about the um the big reveal at the end we'll say which i was like i liked it no (laughs) i liked it I was like, no. Now, I laughed, now, but I was like, no. <laughs> with George. You know what? He's very dreamy, now, now, now. so I'm fine with it. See, I, Let it's, me have it's a dreamy that, Batman, damn it. <laughs> it's not that I have a problem with, with Clooney being there. It's that I have a problem with what was original. Because they've come out and they've said what their original endings were that they shot. And you're like, how could this have been any better? Like, you decided to end on a joke. More than more than like a fuck yeah moment, you know, like it, it probably would have been the only moment that I would have cheered for in this entire movie had we gotten what they originally shot to be the post. I mean, what they originally shot to be the original ending at the courthouse, which is as soon as Barry comes out, um, it's uh, you know what I could I could forget the Michael Keaton aspect of it because that's a little weird still. But Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne was supposed to come out, and that was supposed to be it sounded the like de facto. It did. That's why I was like, it oh, did. it's going to be Keaton. Got it. And they're like yeah, setting him up to be Batman. Yeah. And then George Clooney came out. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was but, like, oh, no. <laughs> but, 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 when, but when you have the entire... Also, my entire audience was like, what? No, like, like no one clapped. No one like yeah. went I think like, everyone oh, was hell just collectively yeah. concerned. <laughs> well, I yeah. also think... I wonder how many of the younger audiences would even get a lot of the references or even like maybe there's a younger audience that doesn't even know you know George Clooney was Batman or like it's not going to pop as much for them Michael Keaton coming back and all of those things also for me the biggest issue I did like the moment I was like oh that's cool dreamy Batman welcome back um but my biggest problem with it yeah (laughs) Is that it doesn't feel like George Clooney is not going to come back for Batman. He's fucking George no, Clooney. No. And I so that's like, not something. In my mind, I was, like, I was trying to think about it logistically. It's like he wouldn't, he wouldn't come back, right? No, they yeah, no, no. He, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do <laughs> it. And that's and then my also, biggest problem is that they're not going to. It's it is ending on a joke in the it. sense it's there's yeah gonna they're just going to drop it, and that's my problem with it. Yeah. Cause it, like, because it's then just the a movie... joke that has no weight to it. Where like mm-hmm. it should set up, I guess, a new Batman that he is it. But like, how are they going to even retcon that? Or are they just going to pretend like it never happened? Like, I just I have so many questions. I just I, so I many, 
so many questions and then you know going on what the original ending was supposed to be it was supposed to be michael keaton was supposed to show up and then sasha Kali's supergirl was supposed to show up at the courthouse and then on top of that Henry Cavill Superman was supposed to show up as well. So it was the it was the idea that you have all these awesome ingredients together in this universe. Even though it might not pay off, it it, it would have been at least a good buy for the audience. It would have been at least just something to be like, you know what? Go ahead. This is the last time you'll see him on here. It was a great run. If you liked the movie, great. If you didn't, well, you, we at least got him back one more time. And again, poor Henry Cavill, but... No, I, think that I, been, but, I, I think they were right not to have Cavill back, because that would have just been salt in the wound at that point, to see him again, knowing that he's not going to be Superman-like. Uh, I would have I know, that's true. That, that, that's true, and then Gunn's whole reason for for switching that ending is apparently they were like, we didn't want to end the movie on a false promise. And I'm like, so you're ending it on George Clooney. Yeah. And he's going to not coming back. Yeah. yeah. No. I, the, the, the problem I yeah. have with like these, you know, especially this movie, it's like we're in that like demolition phase of the last version of the DCEU. And it just feels like this demolition phase has taken so long and has been so sloppy and so messy that like the audiences are really having a tough time connecting with these movies. I mean, the box office is showing that for this and Shazam, which have both done super poorly because audiences know like this is not going to lead to anything. It's just kind of like these one-off movies that are just kind of being tossed out there because they have to be. And my problem is, is like, it's so hard for audiences to know like when the, this new DCEU is really going to start. And I guess it's going to be the new Superman movie because I don't think the audiences are going to feel that with Aquaman for sure. They're not going to feel it with Blue or Beetle. Blue Beetle. I think yeah. it's really going to take that first Superman movie where we have a new Superman to kind of feel like, okay, we're in a different era now. But that's so far off that the, I think just DC is just going to be suffering for a while because this has been a hard adjustment phase, a very ugly one too. They're they're gonna suffer for at least maybe another five or six years. They're gonna do the, it's gonna be the Batman the Batman syndrome again because Batman Robin did irrehep, very very irreversible damage to the no, brand that itself. It that wasn't it. Oh my god! I'm the editor. I can do whatever Try I want. Again. Irreprehensible. There we go. You mean irreparable? Irreparable. Irreparable. There we go. <laughs> irreparable. Oh man, over three. Ba, 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 That's ba, 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 ba. Just put captions oh, on yourself we, we when there, you edit this. I was pulling for you, man. I was in your corner. <laughs> I was prepping the water yeah, in the but, towel but for you. <laughs> it's it's done insurmountable damage to the brand. There we go. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, he's back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is with with Batman Robin. Nobody was looking forward to another Batman movie. And then Batman Begins came out and people were like, oh, it's going to make a ton of money at the box office. And it's like it barely even cracked 200 million at that point in time. But that's because people weren't sure about the movie being about those movies being good again. That's why when Dark Knight came out, it broke a billion because it won the audience back in. So with Superman Legacy... They're going to come out, but it's probably going to be an amazing Superman movie, but it's not going to see any returns whatsoever. And Warners, if if the mistakes of the past are to be seen, stay the course, make a great movie, stay the course, and just don't don't be as reactive as you once were. Don't be as reactive as like, oh my god, the audience didn't like the humor of um, B versus S. Oh my god, we need to make a Suicide Squad a comedy now instead of uh, this gritty thriller. And it's like, yeah, don't do that. And, and I think with Gun at the helm, it's gonna. I, I I think they have a chance of making their universes a lot better. 
No, I think yeah, but once also I love Batman and Robin. So yeah. oh, you love Batman. <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm starting to get a sense. You just love George Clooney. <laughs> li- li- listen, I love she, Batman. She takes and Robin. a huge sip of her drink. It's like you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Batman and Robin was like my favorite movie of that year. It's yeah. a great it's ridiculous. It's yeah, so it's bad. So it's ridiculous. Good. It's I so bad it, yeah. that like you can't help but laugh. Why? It's a great comedy. I'll say that. It's yeah. a great comedy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. But speaking Sorry, of old joking. Superman, what did we think of the little multiverse <laughs> sequence where we saw some familiar faces oh, of the incredibly I, CGI ones? <laughs> listen, I love the Christopher Reeves one. I really did. I didn't. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. I, I, thought I it think was I just love that, that sequence. Oh my I, god. Oh no, the sequence is awful. I, but I do Ooh. I do like the I don't know. I just feel like it's nice for the younger generation. Not me, more younger. Um, calling myself old, um, but to you know, at least get that in a movie. I I did love that they had Christopher Reeves in there. Again, that's it. Everything else was just like, oh, okay. We really went there with Keanu Reeves. I mean, Keanu Reeves, Jesus Christ. Nicholas <laughs> Cage. Oh yeah. I'm super now. <laughs> but, but here's but here's also the very weird thing about those cameos is that. Nicholas Cage actually came, actually came in and shot for Andy Muschietti. Oh, yeah, and Nicholas Cage was all CG. about it. Yeah. Yeah, he came in and shot it, and then they dumped all this CG over him, and it, it looked looks terrible. Awful. It's yeah, so it, it bad. All terrible. And like, I remember literally looking over at Jen, and I'm like, oh my God, the second that you see the costume, and I'm like, that's Christopher Reeve. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then they do the reveal, and I'm like, yeah, it looks terrible. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like, it, it, it was like it was like you're having the most amazing experience, and then Andy Muschietti just took a fucking cold bucket of water and dumped it on me, and then just let me down. So like it's just, it's just like I, and it's also very poor timing considering Spider Verse just came out, which did that kind of scene so much better. And and, and the thing yeah, is, in Spider Verse, it, 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 it wasn't necessarily that it called attention to itself. It was just the fact that that moment played to the plot in terms of oh, yeah, heightening, in terms of heightening just what was what was Miles's whole connection to this universe, where you see all the live action bits. It called itself out, but it was just very weird where all of a sudden the movie just stopped and we're like, we're in the middle of a fight sequence right here. Why are we like zooming slowly in on these characters and this awful CG and what and like seeing Nicolas Cage battle a giant spider and then having it be just a, a CG mess that meant nothing. Oh, yeah. it was, it I guess was, I didn't consider that they could have just done movie clips of Christopher Reeves. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. I would have been fine. I would have like been fine. CG Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, no, the cameos just didn't work for me at all. And I was surprised that every like it's so weird. Like when you go online, you talk about this movie. It's divisive. But the people that absolutely love it, they're just like, oh, my God, I got to see Christopher Reeve on screen. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. No, you did not. No. But also, oh, don't. like, you can see Christopher Reeves on screen. Like, I'm sure they show those movies at some point. You could also, like, you know, watch the movies that he's in. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> no, I think if the the only like cameo that would have happened that would have made me like freak the fuck out that I think would be such a great crowd pleasing moment was if 
coming out of the car was Christian Bale. <laughs> that would have been fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted cool. him to show up so bad. Even if they dropped yeah, it after know. that, fine. Yeah, like, even I if think they that dropped it, been that would have just been such a fucking cool moment. Oh, yep. oh, see, here's the thing. I, I would have I would have turned against it by this point. I'm like, you are not going to poison the Nolan movies. That would have at least let me leave the theater <laughs> with a smile. I was already against it at that point. <laughs> but, I mean, speaking about... Speaking about um, being against certain things, especially with the ending. What did you guys think of the fact that he goes back in time, prevents his mom from living in that timeline? And then he changes shit anyways. And then he changes it again. He doesn't <laughs> learn shit in this movie. Well, I mean, I guess that's why he gets a uh, George Clooney Batman. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's, that's why he gets a get. George Clooney Batman. <laughs> but, <laughs> you get a George Clooney but, Batman. That's what you get but, for disrespecting but, the timeline. <laughs> But, but but to me, that ultimately betrays the yeah. whole thematic around Flashpoint, yeah. which is that you can't change anything in the past. Exactly. You are stuck no matter what happens. And it's also revealed that um, what's called Reverse Flash was responsible for killing his mom. I don't think Does, I, 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 no, no, Andy, no, 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 said that uh, the yes. Reverse Flash would have been in the sequel. So I guess that wasn't Reverse Flash because that's what I thought it was in the movie when I was watching it. But mm -hmm. I guess it wasn't. I mean, w I mean, in the Flashpoint comic, I mean, at least. Yeah. But the, but the thing is that it was supposed to be just an indelible, you cannot change anything without damaging the rest of the future. So honestly, if, if there was anything that I wish they would have done, instead of the whole thing where it's like, oh, hey, you know what? I changed the past. I don't learn jack shit. Uh, I'm just still this selfish person uh, overall. And like, uh, like I... I, I Someone had asked me, what would you have done to fix that moment in order to make it, you know, bear, I mean, make it make sense for you why Barry would change things again. And I would have, I would have probably just said, what if he comes back through time? And then when he gets into the grocery store the very first time, he knocks over all the tomato cans by accident and then just very fast, just puts it back on the shelf, but puts it on the wrong shelf. And that's why when he, when he goes into the future, his dad never looks up is because he messed up the timeline to begin with. And then it makes that it, it makes him changing that. And all of a sudden, the fact that his father now looks up because he corrected the mistake that he did in the past. And now he gets at least his dad back in the future. I mean, I, granted, I, I know that sounds like such such a play of spaghetti right there. But to me, undoing all that stuff and undoing the lesson that Barry learns is a tremendous detrimental point against this movie for me. Yep. Yeah. And then the same thing. I was like, oh, okay. I know. Just checking in. No, but I thought the same thing. Because I was like, well, okay. I got... Just watching the Spider-Verse movie, I feel... I had that in my head, so I was like, okay, maybe there's certain things that, like, have to happen. Um, I forgot what they called it in there, but it's like those Canon things... events? Yes. Like, those things can't yeah. change, but, like, other things can. But, yeah, I, I agreed. I was like, oh, okay, well, you can't prevent your mom from dying, because that's a big event, but for some reason you can move the can so your dad gets out of jail. I don't know. I felt the same way. It, it was it was so weird. It, it felt it felt again like it felt like he didn't learn a single lesson in the movie. And for a character that has to make the heartbreaking choice of, you know what? Now you're going to be responsible for your mom's death again. 
That is something that, that, and, and especially coming off of that moment where he has the final goodbye with her. And I'm just like, man, this moment was working so well. And the mere fact that you had him change everything in the past, I mean, in the future, it, it just nullifies the ending for me. Could he yep. have, like, also just, like, watched who killed her and then, like, gave little clues to, like, the detectives or something? Like, somehow find out. No, I completely agree with you. And then they also do acknowledge that in the movie where he's like, what if I stop my mom's death? And he just goes to himself, no, 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 that's too much interaction with the past. Oh, no, like, I didn't mean stop it. Just, like, see no, 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 who no. it is. But, but but that's the thing. He said it was still too much interaction in the past to even see who killed his mom, mm. which still doesn't make sense. And also, can, can we also just talk about the justice system in this movie where they're going like, OK, the only way we can prove that Barry Allen's father is innocent is if he pokes his head up in yeah. this security cam me, footage. You're me, yeah, you're telling me this supermarket had didn't have more than one fucking camera like they wouldn't have caught him at yeah, like the, right. the cash register line or even outside of the group like come on exactly. i'm sorry but but in 2013 i there was cameras all over the place pointed directly at my face telling me hey you better not shoplift over here today <laughs> yeah, but 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 also the other thing too is is the weird thing where where they're like Okay, they need that security cam footage, but it but it doesn't matter the fact that you know uh, Barry was there as a kid and he testified that his dad didn't kill his mom and that someone came in that he heard a struggle. And it's like, what does looking at his face in a security camera? What does that prove? It just proves that he was at the grocery store. He could have driven right back to the grocery store and stabbed his mom anyway. What Timelines. what does that prove? Timelines after his timeline. It just proves this is not a very good movie. So <laughs> you don't watch yeah. enough uh, forensic files. Clearly I can not. Tell. Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> well, out of five pints, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, 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 wait. Mm -mm -mm. What? We didn't end. Let's on talk a about good some good. Yeah. Let's talk about oh, some good. Right. We didn't give this movie its name. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like oh yes, I forgot. Well, there well were I mean, things. I feel like I mentioned some good things. So, but by all means, well, it's reiterated. Yes, he, you know, let's say done a good note. Um, I think for me, the funniest part was when he was trying to run without his powers. I don't know why I was, was dying <laughs> laughing. <laughs> he was like doing this. It was hilarious. And another line that like cracked me up, which it had nothing to do with the movie. I was like, why the fuck is this line in there? It made no sense. It was so stupid. But I was cracking up laughing when he was like, getting ready to run with like younger bear and he's like come on barbie and he's like let's go party and he's like <laughs> yeah running. that was terrible i, I <laughs> thought it was oh, yeah. hilarious but right. it was very stupid made yeah. no sense to the oh, movie yeah. Spe speaking about things that are stupid and that make no sense in the movie we're throwing, we're throwing the ending on good guys <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 the, the back to the future joke Oh, I loved me it. Up. I love it. Like, Eric Stoltz. Eric, that wait, was funny. Stoltz? What do you mean yeah. Eric Stoltz is not Marty McFly? It's like, wait, Michael J. Fox, that guy from Welcome Back Hotter is like, oh my god, that was that was hilarious. And anybody from who Footloose. knows, oh, from Footloose, yeah. that'd be a good uh, <laughs> trivia question. Like in that universe, who plays the lead in Footloose or who plays the lead in Top Gun? Oh my goodness, I don't even remember <laughs> who they said. Kevin Bacon. 
Because he's like, Kevin oh, the Bacon. guy from Footloose? He's like, no, that's Kevin Bacon. He's like, oh, yeah, the one with like the volleyball and the Jets. He's like, what? Jesus. <laughs> what yeah. a terrible universe that would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I love that, that that's when Barry realizes that he's messed up the timeline. He's like, I created a timeline where there are no metahumans and there's no and, and there. there And Michael J. Fox is not Marty McFly. It was like, my God. OK, I mean, like that's pretty much it's to kind terms of, with it. OK, that, that's how you want to come to terms with it. But um, I will also say, I think the I think the I think Ezra's performance in the movie, to me, it was. I, I thought it was a standout in terms of, you know, selling us on the two characters and the moments that he had where the my one favorite moment with him and young Barry is when um is when he's getting annoyed with himself and then he's just like, you know what, you, you don't you don't even you take everything for granted and you know, you use uh monkey as a as a dart and I'm like, Oh, because he doesn't know that his mom is dead and just the just the amount of the amount of emotion that he puts in that sequence where he's just like, you know what, like, like he freaking hates his younger self because he has his mom and he hasn't experienced that trauma. And it's like that one important object that he got from his mom means the world to him. And this guy is just dumping it, poking holes in it and stuff like that. And the way he sold it, I thought was a really great moment. Yeah. That and the ending thing, like we mentioned with his mom, I think was really good. Yeah. And the spaghetti and, metaphor was hilarious. <laughs> which, which, which yeah. spaghetti? Oh, the parmesan give, Yeah, that yes. was funny. <laughs> it's, that like, was it's like, oh, wait, what's what's the parmesan? It's just a garnish. <laughs> yeah. I think the metaphor's over. He's like, the metaphor's <laughs> over. This is just a garnish. <laughs> which, which, which I will say, explaining time travel is difficult enough to do with with just like, you know, I'm sick of the whole thing where like people just get like straws and cups and all this other stuff. And in order to explain how you change a timeline just in one aspect or one key event where it's like, yeah, you change one thing and then the past changes and then the future changes as well. I was like, that is a really great way of explaining it. And now I'm on board with it. And just the whole cap where he's like, and then if you mess up time enough times, it just turns into this, a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was, that was probably my favorite scene in the movie was that one. Yeah. But oh, but really quick, we barely even we barely even talked about Michael Keaton's Batman and Sasha Kali's Supergirl. What do we think of them both? They were good. Um, I mean, like I said, I I really like the Michael Keaton stuff. I I like the pract. I know it's it looks cheesy, but I do like the practicality of like, okay, this is the Michael Keaton Batman. I remember in the very non flexible suit, fighting people, <laughs> doing all that stuff. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Tom's like, nope. Cool. Yeah. I liked Michael <laughs> Keaton when fine. he's there. I did not like CGI Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what about um? What about uh, Supergirl? What'd you think? I thought she was great. They just barely used her. Yeah, I'm yeah. sad. So you you said that we may not get her back. Was there's a chance we might not get her back? Although she has, it's recently come out that she spoke with um. I think it's Io9 or Variety or one of those sites. That she did meet up with uh, Peter Peter, uh, uh, what's his name? The, the Dinklage. Peter, Sa- yeah, Peter Safran. I was for, for some reason I was, I, was thinking Peter Dink- totally. I was thinking Peter Dinklage because of Transformers: Rise of the Beast. All right, <laughs> but um, but yeah, Peter Safran. That she had a meeting with him, and that essentially they did talk about her coming back at some point, which is not necessarily to say that she will. It's just great. They had a discussion. That's pretty much about it. Yeah. But 
I hope to God she comes back because she was probably my MVP of the entire movie. Oh, she was fantastic. I love the, like, rage she had and then, like, realizing, like, oh, you guys are good people. You are nice. Like, there are nice people out there. Um, Oh, and they killed baby Superman. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. CGI CGI face Michael Shannon killed uh, killed baby yeah. Superman. <laughs> Michael Shannon. You could tell he did not want to be there. <laughs> he really didn't. My God, you could tell. You That's could see funny. it all over his face. He's like, whatever, it's money. <laughs> whatever, I'll pay for my house. <laughs> That's your Michael Shannon. All right. <laughs> Sounded like uh, a penguin or something. <laughs> well, that's, that's, what he sa- that's what he sounds like when the cameras are not on. Fun fact. <laughs> gotcha. He sounds like a penguin with the cameras. <laughs> um, noted. But yeah, so now, out of five pines, what do we give the Flash? Mm, I say I'm somewhere between like two and a half and three. Okay. Two and a half or three. All right. Andres? Uh, how many Barry Allens were in the movie? Oh, he's going two. Two, my lord, two. <laughs> <laughs> three. Pick three, my lord. <laughs> yeah, I, I would go. I would go that much. And honestly, to me, it's as a Flash fan, it was disappointing. It was a letdown. But you know, maybe to a normal everyday, everyday uh, film goer. You know, yeah. this this is this is not a, this is not a bad way to introduce the Flash, but if you're a fan of the comics, uh, it's not going to be the best. But I, mean, I don't know if I'd say it's a great way to introduce the Flash, but maybe like a decent way to yeah, introduce de- de- decent decent if you've not seen the TV series as well too. But yeah, it could it could have been better. It could have been better, and we got the movie that we got, and. I'm just waiting for James Gunn to wipe the slate clean and we get a new Flash. James Gunn needs to, like, men in black that shit. Just, like, flashy thing it. At this point, that's just kind of the way to go. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the audience... I think the audience is very much just like, how many times have you tried flashy thing, us Warner Brothers? <laughs> yeah, no. At this point, it's kind of ridiculous. But, yeah, I'm I'm also in the, the two pints out of five boat. I, I'm, a, you know, very disappointed as a Flash fan. I think... They had a lot of potential here with the pedigree behind the camera and in front of the camera and with this particular storyline. And I just kind of feel like they just didn't do a very good job with it. Um, I think it's been done better in so many other, you know, uh, variations. I mean, just even the TV show, I think they did a great job exploring Flashpoint and, you know, the consequences of that, what Barry learns from it. Um, and just kind of exploring the multiverse in some cool ways. Um, I just feel like this movie could have been so, so, so much better. And it's just another movie that reminds me, I really kind of want this clean slate because I'm kind of done with this sloppy DCU. I need things to be organized. I just need better movies. I just, I want to feel about DC the way I felt about like Marvel at its peak. You know, we're just, everything's firing on all cylinders. We've got a great established extended universe that's not being cut short or reshaped or remolded. Just give me a consistent vision across different movies with some different tones and we'll be in good shape. We just need to get rid of this mess. We need to demolish this kitchen and build something new fast because this is getting really, really annoying. <laughs> and honestly, it's just it's, sloppy. It's just sloppy. And and it's and I think it's going to get even more sloppy with the fact that James Gunn is like, oh, we're keeping Viola Davis as Amanda Waller in this yeah. universe. And we're also going to keep uh, Pe- Peacemaker is getting a season two. And it's like, listen, I love Peacemaker. Peacemaker was probably one of the best things the DCU ever put out. But 
you, if you're going to reset the universe, you gotta you gotta get rid of everything. You gotta get rid of everything. Yeah, well, that's not happening, unfortunately. But we'll see. We'll see how it all uh, shakes out. But yeah, that's what our, our opinions are. Let us know in the comments what you thought of the Flash. Give us your spoiler-filled thoughts if you wish. But also put a little, you know, moniker Ooh, above it to let to let people I have know. a good one. Put in the comments what is worse: the CGI babies in this movie or the CGI baby in Twilight? Or let me know the baby doll in American Sniper. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you yes. be the judge. Let us know. Uh, let us know in the comment section below, um, and also let us know what you thought of the Craven the Hunter trailer. Did you like that? Did you not like it? Let us know in the comments. We always want to know your thoughts. And before we head on out, where can the fine people find you guys on the interwebs? Let's start with Andres. You can find me on Twitch.tv as Galagost209. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagost. You can also find me back on Letterbox as Galagost. I've just recently just got that back up and running out of nowhere <laughs> so yeah you can find me as galagost on letterbox and that's pretty much uh, about it apart from you know doing podcasts with these fine people here <laughs> oh there you go uh nancy how about you also side note i swear to god i thought you said variations i was like oh that's clever but you didn't so nah, i can't, I can't too much credit. <laughs> i'm not <laughs> that smart um, but you can find me at PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. I am on Letterboxd, but I have no idea what my name is. So I'll look at that next time. It's not very exciting. <laughs> I just rate the movies and that's about it. But if you want to see what I'm watching, then go right on ahead. But you can find me here. And of course, leave comments because I always check them and respond to them. Awesome. And if you want to follow me, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And you can also find me on Letterboxd. I just reactivated mine. Um, I, think, I, think I feel like you is- started the trend in our group. You're like, uh, I'm back I, on Letterboxd. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, I am too. Yeah, well, I, like, I okay. guess I started the trend because all of a sudden, like, yeah, I think I had a friend of mine. Uh, she was like, you know, uh, do you ever use your letterbox? I was like, I forget that I have a letterbox. And I was, she was like, you I, know, you should give it a chance. I was like, all right. And then I, you know, somehow logged back in and I was like, okay, well, let me start doing this. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> and here I, we I, are. I, I, I stopped using letterbox because of the schmodown, the FCL, because I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just put my opinion about all these movies. In P-. And someone was like, no, don't show anybody what you're watching. And I'm like, oh, okay. All just right. set it to private, bro. That's what I did. That takes all the fun away from letterbox. Yeah. Well, there's no more out, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about it. But I think you can yeah. find me on Letterboxd um, at Tom Shadowbash. I feel like you could probably find me that way. Not sure, but we're all on Letterboxd, so there you go. Um, thank there you guys go. for tuning into a brand new episode of Film on Tap. We hope you enjoyed it, whether you watched it or you listened to it. And we will see you in a couple of weeks for a brand new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. We'll see you guys. Peace. Good morning.